Good evening. Last Sunday, we celebrated our joint birthday and the Great Enlightenment Day. But you know, yesterday was April twenty eighth. It was the actual the Great Enlightenment Day that the founding master Sotesan got enlightenment one hundred and seven years ago. When we want to know about a person and understand his or her teaching, we need to see the person's life and circumstances and etc. History. So today, I'd like to talk about the brief of the founding master Sotesan's life. Reverend Toyan Park, one Buddhist minister of Manhattan Temple, wrote a wonderful article about Sotesan's life for the lion's, lion's roar. I referred to her article and the history of one Buddhism. Sotesan was born on March 27, 1891, in a lunar calendar. Where he was born was Yongguang province, which was one of the poorest villages of the South Korea at the time. At the age of six, he began his quest to understand the fundamental principle of universe and human life. Looking up at the sky, he wondered, how is the sky so high and wide? How can clouds and storms appear from such a clear sky? Sotesan questioned about his own existence and anything he encountered in his life, even if his family members, like parents, uh, brothers, and sisters, all served as models for spiritual questions. The more he became engrossed in questions, the more Sotesan became committed to finding answers. And at the age of 11, Sotesan heard of a, tradi a traditional uh, Korean folk legend that the mountain spirit know everything. He thought that if he could meet this mountain spirit, he would find the answers to all of his questions. It is said that Sotesan hiked 2.5 miles from his home into the mountain Sambatje to offer um, prayer to the mountain spirit. He's never missed even one day for five years. But despite his untiring dedication, it never appeared. Mm, luckily, <laughs> Um, when he was 16, Sotesan was inspired by a story about a man who had his wishes fulfilled upon meeting an enlightened teacher. So he gave up his quest for the mountain spirit and began to look for a spiritual teacher. Whenever he saw a stranger or a beggar, he tested them. Sometimes he even invited them to his house uh, to see if they might be a real spiritual teacher in disguise. Uh, that time, Chosan 
was one of the dynasties in Korea at the time. It has more than 500 years of history, but in August 1910, Joseon was colonized by Japan. And Japanese colonial rule was really cruel and harsh beyond words. And after two months, October 1910, Sotesan's father passed away. And actually, he was the great supporter of Sotesan's spiritual journey. So, due to his father's death, Sotesan's search for a spiritual guide um, came to an end. This was a turning point uh, in his life. After becoming the head of his household, it was expected that Sotesan should provide for his family. When he gave up on finding a teacher, his inward search began with one thought. What should I do? What should I do? He dwelled on that question for years from morning till night. His deep questioning made him um, enter into a state of deep samadhi, meditative consciousness. And during this ascetic practice, his health began to de deteriorate and you know, strange glitches appeared all over his body. So his neighbors and family grew concerned and regarded him as a living corpse. And finally, on April 28, 1916, as dawn broke the darkness of night, Sotesan's mind and heart opened and all of his previous questions were resolved with perfect clarity. At the age of 25, 25, it is said that Sotesan awakened to the truth. Sotesan asked his neighbors for the primary scriptures of Confucianism, Buddhism, Taoism, and Christianity so that he could study them. After intensive reading, he said, that which I have known has already been known by the ancient sages. And he continued, Shakyamuni Buddha is truly the sage of sages. Though I'm awakened without any teacher's guidance, I realize that many things coincide with the words of the Buddha. I will take the Buddha Dharma as the central tenet of my teaching. However, he thought the time of Buddhism was only for mm, the monks. It was not suitable for lay people. So Tessan felt that the Buddha Dharma needed to be reconstructed to be accessible 
and practical for everyone. And meanwhile, the news spread that he attained enlightenment. Many people began to gather for his teachings. Sooner or later, he was considered a living Buddha, uh, not a corpse anymore. <laughs> uh, so but he kept thinking about how to use the Buddha Dharma in daily lives in a practical way. And there was a um, peak named Ongyobong. Sotesan was able to see two villages on the top of the Ongyobong. Yongsan, where he was born and raised, was the poorest village. But the other town, Popsongpo, had a port nearby. So the town was the gateway to a new scientific civilization entered. So it was always crowded and developed day by day. While he was watching two extremes, you know, the first he taught to his disciples was diligence and thrift to help poor villagers establish a saving association. When sufficient funds had accumulated, he and nine core disciples began constructing a dam on the riverside tidal land in Gilyongni, turning it into a rice field. They repurposed the muddy embankment into 25 acres of fertilized land, which became the um, economic basis of the one Buddhist order. Sotesan's intention was to teach uh, his disciples not only about the Buddha Dharma, but also how to build up the economic foundation of the local community. You know why? Because he wanted them to understand, to know that mind and body were not separate. And next, Sotesan guided his nine disciples to offer a prayer for the salvation of all beings, for all sentient beings. On August 21st, 1919, when the nine disciples pressed their uh, bare thumbs on a white sheet of paper, on which was written, uh, sacrifice with no regret for all sentient beings. It is said that nine fingerprints appeared in blood. The, uh, this event known as the miracle of the blood seal of the white paper. And this regarded as the spiritual foundation of one Buddhism. In 1924, as the community grew, Sotesan decided to establish the general headquarters in Iksan, South Korea, which is easily accessible from all directions within the country and spacious enough to accommodate 
the needs of the community. In the same year, Sutezhan and his disciples had the first general assembly for the founding of the Buddha Dharma Research Society, which was the name of the community until 1947 as One Buddhism. So it was the One Buddhist first name. This community was developed based on Sotesan's vision uh, to make the Buddha Dharma practical, useful, and beneficial to all sentient beings so that all practitioners could attain awakening in their daily lives. And on June 1st, 1943, after 28 years of delivering the Dharma, the founding master Sutesan passed away. A year before his passing, Sutesan finished writing the principal book of One Buddhism. Anybody, um, have you heard uh, about a transmission verse? Uh, traditionally, a transmission verse was given to only one or two disciples right before the master passed away in uh, traditional Korean Buddhism. However, uh, Sutesan announced his transmission verse to all his disciples. You know, two years before he passed away, two years before. I think his compassion, his loving kindness to his disciples. Maybe he was waiting for his disciples to uh, question about and think about, practice about the transmission verse and ask him if they have any questions. Sometimes mm, I just imagine that what if I lived at that time, I could ask him anything uh, that I have uh, the question. Uh, so let me read his transmission verse. Being into non-being and non-being into being, turning and turning in the ultimate. Being and non-being are both void. Yet this void is also complete. It is a very short version of Sotesan's life. You may have many questions about what he enlightened or details of each event. I just hope this brief history gives you some ideas about one Buddhism and some light for your spiritual growth to your spiritual journey. Thank you.